football in Inglace, and boy, here we go. You know what well, the thing is? You you got Tata and Piojo at odds. Why are they at odds? Club America thinks that the players that they sent to go play with the Mexican national team that just took on uh, Guatemala that they were not. They were not uh, fit, ready to go. They were tired by the time it came back to a scoreless draw in a game against... uh, Uh, Come on. Come on. I think that the whole thing is very, very reasonable, that that would be his concern. Look. Piojo, that is. Look, I... Well, look... Here's the thing. There was no goals. They seem playing Cruz Azul. They seem beat. Well, Well, look, if you were in Europe... We just talked about Champions League. If you're in Europe, you have to play Champions League. If you're a top team, you have to play Champions League, or you have to play Europa if you're kind of a top team, and you have to pay play your domestic league. What is the in Liga MX? These guys can step up and play. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's, I mean, I could see that, but not really. You know, they play a couple of friendlies. The Mexican team, the Mexican national team, is 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 so important to the country and so important to Liga MX that it's like there has to be a a symbiotic relationship there. And I mean, for Herrera to say this, I mean, okay, so, you know, week 11 and 12, maybe it's not going to be their best performances, but it kind of reminds me of when you have Jurgen Klopp whining about, you know, playing too many games for Liverpool. It's like, well, you know, if you want the best players, this is something you have to put up with. This is something you have to train around, and this is something you need to have a backup plan for. So I, I'm not saying that Herrera is wrong. I'm just saying that this is something that we all knew they would have to live with, and to not have a plan and not be prepared to deal with it is is not the fault of the Mexican national team. Well, okay, I guess, but if the training sessions were too involved and that's what was the issue, not the game itself that the players were too gassed because of the training sessions that that doesn't really seem fair to who's paying the bills. And, and, and I guess that's where I would side with Herrera on this. And, you know, I don't think it was a bodacious Tata when he reported that (laughs) they had GPS systems on themselves that like kept the running down and they would know and be able to track it and show it back to Piojo. But I think that if you have to even have that conversation where, you know, I guess it has to be tracked that maybe something there is to be considered. So I, I, I look. It, I always side with the people that are paying the big money, and in this case, Club America wants to make sure those players are fresh and ready to have a good match against Cruz Azul. And it, it, it wasn't. I mean, and from my perspective, yeah, somebody wanted you know to what? watch something but, good. It, it wasn't good. Yeah, but you know what? America has not been playing very well. They've played okay, but they have not been outstanding. So to use this as an excuse, to me, is that's exactly what it is. It's an excuse. They have not played the type of soccer that we expected of them. I mean, they're third in the table right now, but three draws and two losses. I mean, if they were a European team that was given this kind of um, press, this kind of, you know, People looked at them the same way they looked at Byron. That's that's how they want to be seen, right? Club America wants to be seen as a Byron Munich, as a Barcelona, as a Real Madrid. They want to be seen as these teams that are like a step above the league. Well, you didn't play like you were a step above the league the first 10 weeks. So don't look at us in week 11 and 12 and be like, well, the problem is, because guess what else? You know why you sell tickets? You know why your Club America 
Well, I mean, they're not selling tickets now, of course, because of COVID. But do you know why you have that popularity? Because you have the popular players. And what helps bring the popularity to those players? It's not just club soccer. It's the national team. The national team, like I said, means so much to Mexican soccer that being able to have these players on your team helps your team, helps market your team, helps grow your audience. So you have to take the good with the bad. That that's I mean, you're right though, Lawrence. I mean, they are paying the bills, but you know, this is you knew what you were buying. You know, you knew what you were getting into. You well, okay. knew Ochoa was going to play. That's fair, but if that contributed to the injury, and then you, you know you're, you're looking at the Ochoa doppelganger in, in between the sticks, and that's what you're getting. <laughs> and I mean, like I, I I'll say this though, Vucetich had to deal with the same thing. So that that you know, the, the about same amount of Chivas players were off with the team, you know, and then came back, and it was the same basic principle here, and and they took care of business, and uh, Chivas you know took down Mazatlan. It was actually that was an enjoyable game to watch, as was. Tigris Monterey and uh, you know in the Monterey oh, yeah. Derby that thing was like that was that was fun and and I, I I could tell you we're starting to see who Tigris is that's a way better team than they had been for the past several weeks and you know again I'm always the Monterey apologist because I do expect a lot they did virtually nothing I I at this point just from their standpoint as much as you want to praise what's going on for uh, you know Freddie's you know Tigris I I I would say that the look that we're seeing right now and just the lack of inspiration you, you were talking about this last time we we're on the show Mohamed may really really need to be evaluating not just the way they're structuring the lineups but maybe something completely fresh because this is getting stale and fast well honestly maybe they need to reevaluate Mohamed I mean, look, as a Spurs fan, when it comes to Premier League, I love Pochettino. He was great. He did a lot for that club. He put them where they needed to be. But there was a time that he needed to be replaced. I'm not going to say Mourinho was the correct replacement. But to bring it back over here to Mexican soccer, maybe that's where the problem is. Maybe they're just stale. Maybe Mohamed has run his course, and that's just how it happens. I mean, look, you're 12 games into the league, and you have the same amount of wins as Puebla and Toluca. That's not Monterey. That's not – I mean, they're sitting at at eighth. Uh, If this was a normal season, they'd be right on the bubble of the playoffs. So, you know – they need to step up, and I don't know what the answer is. Trust me, if they knew what the answer was, they would be doing it because Monterey is not known for their patience. They are known for their dominance. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the last stretch here plays out. Uh, you know, we're coming close to to battling for those last spots in the playoff. And like you said, you know, teams like Tigres, they're starting to kind of get their rhythm. And that's what you want to do. You want to have your rhythm. You want to have your, your, your that feeling that 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 streak. You want to be building to that streak because the way Liga MX works. Once we get to the end of the season, we go into that little league. It's it's more like an American. It's more like a traditional American sport where we have a playoff at the end. And you want to be the team that's hot at the end of the playoffs. Nobody cares if you were number one or number two in the table. They care that at the end you're in that championship game and you win it. However, I do want to tip the hat to the Kings of Lyon. At the top of the table, Lawrence, they have 
definitely battled to get to the top of the table. And uh, I'm really excited to watch them play. They, their, their brand of football is definitely more exciting than, than the teams we've discussed earlier, the, uh, you know, the Monterey's and the Americas that just kind of seem to be trudging along, trying to squeeze out, you know, wins. Lyon has come to play. And, uh, you know, I think it's awesome that they're at the top of the table. And and I think that that means something to them more than it means to these other teams. They want to finish the regular season number one. That is a really good point to make, and I'm glad you've made it because Lyon, I mean, we, we, we talk in effusive terms about them, but when it gets down to it, they are taking care of business. And some of the wins aren't exactly pretty, but it doesn't matter. They're still victories. And we're looking at... This coming weekend, uh, a set of games that will be important because the next weekend, there's a bit of a break as the only game that we'll see uh, on what will be Sunday, October 11th, will be Cholos and uh, in that game, Santos taking him on. It's a bit of a makeup from a previous missed match where Tijuana was not able to keep going because of COVID testing. But I, I'll tell you this. This coming weekend's action before we kind of head into what will be a break for most of the teams, America, Pumas, obviously huge, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But I think the sleeper here, I I have a feeling Toluca can really absolutely I was looking at that. take some control and show who they are. We were on the Toluca train. Toluca train started getting a little shaky. But I think this early morning matchup on Sunday, Cruz Azul will run into some trouble against Toluca. Oh, yeah, man. I'm back on that Toluca train. I mean, it, it goes a little off the rails, but so does the show. Um, <laughs> I I like Toluca Cruz Azul. That's going to be a good matchup. And you're right. A win for Toluca means a lot more than a draw or a win for Cruz Azul. Because, I, you know, I, I, I haven't seen the passion in Cruz Azul, even though I feel like that they are deserved of being a top team right, right now in the table. Um, I think Toluca has a good chance of winning this game and if they do that puts them on a great trajectory uh the other game you know that i'm kind of looking at and seeing is you know i i i still think it's interesting this mazalon leon game we just talked about leon's at the top mazalon not at the top but you know what they haven't been playing bad and you want to talk about a team that really wants that 12th spot they want to get into the playoff and you know a win will, will do a lot for them so i mean at this point in the season you know, I hate to be like, oh, at this point in the season, every game matters. But honestly, like they do, because we've got to figure out who this this final 12 is. And also, you know, we have a lot of parity in this league. That's why you and I both love watching these games, because unlike a lot of other professional soccer leagues, it's not predetermined who are your top three or four teams. Like you have no idea. You know, we know which teams are the most popular, the America and Chivas but we don't necessarily know who the best teams are. So uh, it will be an exciting weekend. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more sorted out on what's going to happen. But I mean, you know, you're looking at the fact that the last place team is only uh, a two game win streak away from being comfortably in the playoff picture. Yeah. Sunday also interesting to me in the sense that uh, Pachuca needs to get back on track. A draw with Toluca the last time out wasn't really that inspiring at all after they had really gotten some nice momentum and they will be at Juarez and uh, Chivas at Cholos uh, is another thing. But in the middle, uh, the five o'clock slot on Sunday, the aforementioned Monterey taking on Kertaro, who were, you know, the last matchup, they had a three to one lead and let Puebla back into it. And it was kind of a very exciting ending. But uh, 
Kirtaro had had a you know nice spell for a while and then kind of came back down to earth. This is really a matchup where the rubber meets the road. One of these teams with a victory will just be in that realm where it's like, okay, yes, they should be in the Little League contention. And we always talk about this. Twelve teams this time around are going into what's the playoffs, and uh, it is screaming up on us. And we'll keep covering it. We'll keep you fully abreast of all the thoughts and opinions and where things are. And I'm glad we had a nice, healthy conversation earlier about the national team and what uh, Tata needs and what Piojo needs for his side of things because... In the end, we love it all. We watch all these games. We love being a part of it. Oh, yeah. Soon, Expansion Talks will be part of the program as well, and we'll get to that later. But for now, let's have a good weekend ahead, catch all this action. There'll be a little bit of a break that next weekend, but we'll be back for so much more as things head to the Little League action. With Bo Byerly, I'm Lawrence Scott. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.